Thank you so much. So praise God. Wonderful day. Thank you, Lord, for this great day that God has given. Every day is challenging. Every day is coming up with some surprises. Today morning, I lost one of, uh, lost our spiritual father. Yeah, my uh, founder of New Life Fellowship Church from where I belong to, uh, Pastor Joseph, because of age, 88 years old age, went to be with the Lord. Is a, is a gigantic personality. Is a prophetic voice counted as one of the apostles among the 500 apostles, apostles in, in, in the world. He is counted as one of the apostles by the, the uh, Christian Federation internationally. So um, we praise God for his life. We all become, we all, all learned from him. Guidance as a fatherly figure. Yeah, last week, the same week, we lost uh, one of my spiritual daughter uh, at the age of 38, succumbed to cancer. And like that, uh, every day is... Uh, days uh, are bringing surprises and we do not know when our name will be called out. Uh, there is no restrictions of name, color, age, state or anything that God in his appointed time recalls up his people. The world is with a lot of surprises and you know and one by one, one by one we were all been uh, you know surprised by the the pandemic uh, corona and uh, first wave second wave now third wave we are talking about and then the black fungus yellow fungus white fungus like uh, different funguses now we have come about uh, you know corona delta plus everything like that and happening and uh, you know and it's all that is become very chaotic and very scarefully scary. And people are are broken. People are become hopeless, and people's life become traumatic, and they do not find any solace anywhere. And praise God, as Christians, we do have a comfort. We do have a rock where we can stand. Who promised us that? No matter what happens, I will never leave you, never forsake you. So what a great joy to have Christ as the head of the family. And uh, we, through him, we, we can enter into the presence of the Father who promised that whenever you come to me, I will never, never cast you out. So praise God this morning for the gift in this evening time, morning to evening, God being faithful to us and carried us till today, till now. And I want you to make a shout of praise and thank God for the gift of life that we are enjoying. And to, then I to take forward the word of the day. So can we take a moment and thank God with a shout of praise and a shout of hallelujahs. Yes. Yeah. Praise God. Praise God. So today, uh, for the last three nights, I've been a little bit uh, very, uh, having have a very disturbed nights, very disturbed in the sense, uh, very disturbed. And I could hear a word coming into my heart time and time again. And that word was, it says, my times are in the hand of God. My times are in the hand of God. So this, this one word, one sentence word has uh, given me a lot of restlessness, a lot of, uh, you know, thoughtfulness. And uh, I did not know even yesterday night, two o'clock onwards, this, miss, this word came upon. And uh, I then decided that in this morning, that this word, I will bring it and elaborate and expand and bring it to you. And so I will encourage you to look to Psalm 31, 14 and 15. But as for me, I trust in you, O Lord. 
but as for me i trust in your lord i say you are my god my times are in your hand deliver me from the hand of my enemies and from those who persecute me amen this is the psalmist david is asking god i was trying to find out why david was saying so because i could not get any elaborate understanding about what was the context on which david wrote this psalm but one thing was uh, come to conclusion was when this psalm was written he was surrounded by many kinds of enemies they were troubling him they were persecuting him and he then in the midst of that uh, that the persecution in the midst of that troublesome time he declared that as for me i trust in you o lord in the midst of problems he declared that i trust in you lord and then he knew that no matter what the enemy brings forth my times are in the hand of god hallelujah maybe we can connect with david in this situation there may not be enemies like uh, nuclear weapons or some 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 kind of uh, you know there, there may not be people coming against or nation coming against you and me but there is a corona or pandemic or or starvation financial problem something like that persecutions are going on and it is trying to persecute you it's trying to disturb you it is trying it is enemies are surrounding you and in the midst of that can you can you able to say that as for me in midst of all, all this thing what is happening i trust you lord i trust you lord so it is uh, in this season that we are living in this season that we are living in the season that we are living many of us could feel we could feel we are left out we are neglected we are demoted or overlooked by life you know we become somewhere somewhere just, you know like living like strangers we do not know how to handle it we do not know sometimes we see that uh, all our near and dear ones are scattered and i am left out alone i am neglected by people i am demoted i am supposed to be exp- expecting a promotion but i am getting demotions in my life and uh, overlooked by situation and i want to help you to know that this is not a big sermon i just wanted to cement it some confidence in you how you need to go when a persecution when enemy comes like a flood against you you need to stand in the midst of it and lift up your hands and able to confidently say as for me i trust in the lord you are my god and my times are in your hand hallelujah amen i wanted to tell you every step that you take every move that you are making god has very well planned for you you may think like that the planning sir you have taken the plan but god ordains your step i wanted to encourage you you are not alone there is a god who is your father his eyes are upon you he is very closely looking to you and every step that you take is very well planned maybe you may taking a you may taking a foolish step and god will not allow that that foolishness to trouble you but he will only allow the steps that you take to pass where god is with you i wanted to encourage you that god is himself is orchestrating all your circles all your endeavors i want to encourage you it's not uh, that you whatever steps whatever things that you are going through god doesn't know it god knows it he is very well know about it and i so i wanted to encourage you don't develop impatience don't develop intolerances in your life because we can see impatience and intolerances as brought devastating experiences and results in our life and you know that 
our impatience has caused many many gigantic companies to produce products so that we we may be able to and uh, they designed such product to assist us in in maintaining and managing our days and that is that's the one of the such product is the maggi that you you enjoy because you we did not wanted to go for a big cooking so what is happening two minutes in two minutes your breakfast is ready your dinner is ready what is that maggi why because we did not have patience we did not have tolerance to go for a, a big cooking you know so like that so many products has come in this world so many products has come in this world that is assisting you so that you can maintain your life i wanted to help you to tell you we need to stop for a moment to realize that in the in the busy schedule of, of your life god is in control hallelujah so no matter how bad things you may be going through this time let me encourage to encourage you to know that god is in control of it because my god is specializing in bringing good from the bad hallelujah my god is god is a specialist in bringing good from the bad and david says here that i am surrounded by my enemies his entire life is in but he still is saying but i trust you lord i don't know how many of you can connect with david i can connect with david because for the last one one and a half years we could see that one after one one after one disaster things are happening dear people are taken away god is in control but there is no hope coming out in the world though we have a hope in jesus christ and uh, i do not know but uh, you know entire life is every day every day is a challenge every day is a new day new challenge new problems new solutions and such a time david is saying you are my god you are my god no matter who is the who is who is the enemy and what is happening as for me you are my god and my times are in your hand i wanted to tell you god's timing goes according to god's calendar it doesn't go with our calendar bible says his ways are different than our ways and his plans are different than higher than our plans he moves according to his plan you know but even then david is saying i trust in you sometimes you may go through a situation where you expecting an answer but the answer is delayed even though not denied but delayed and still david says i trust you could you able to say that in the delayed answer time you could you able to say that i trust him or normally what happen david says i trust him and david knew one thing very well david knew one thing very very well that uh, until god allows someone to come against me nobody can come against me how many of you have that confidence that if god allows me to go through a situation then only i can go through a situation otherwise god will not allow me to go through situations if god allows me to go through covid i will go out through the covid and i will come victoriously triumphantly out from covid but if god doesn't want me to go through covid i will not go through the covid god is in control of your situation that's why in psalm 23 he says that you are my shepherd i shall lack nothing the sheep have confidence in the shepherd do you as a christian as as a believer in christ jesus do we have a confidence in our shepherd and i want to tell you his plans his ways his like ours most of the time when i i speak to people most of the time there is a contention coming that god moves slower than what we expect god moves slower than what we expect but the beauty of the thing is that even if god is moving slower but god is there right in the time right places hallelujah he will be there right place in the right time no matter if he he moves slow but he is in right time in with us with god there is never a wasted time 
I last time also said, you may be thinking you are wasted so many, so many months or years in your life. No, it was the preparation time. You are not a single minute of yours is a wasted time. It is purely a preparation time. All is in his control. And I want to encourage you that, uh, that uh, our God knows from the beginning to the end. And I told you earlier, where God has not finished, we will not begin. You know, he will not allow us to go through a situation until God, Jesus, been personally into that situation. He knows beforehand all things. Let us see some of the examples of the men of God in the Bible. You remember about Job. If you read Job chapter 14, 5. So it says, since his days, his days are determined, the number of his months is with you. You have appointed his limit so that he cannot pass. Job, Job is saying, Job knew that my times are in the hands of God. Job knew that his times are in the hands of God. Have you been in a, such a time you feel all things are wasted away? No progress, no improvement. Nothing is moving according to what expectations we have. No improvement is seen. And here is a man, Job, the most afflicted person. It is, it, it is not said in chapter 1. He says in chapter 14 means he has, he has already... He already crossed such a painful time. And he says, can, since his days are determined, the number of its months is with you. You have appointed his limits. You have appointed his limits. Job was suffering. Job was suffering. No idea. He, he had no idea what is happening. And he was no idea why it is happening. Can anybody connect with me? Sometimes we go through situation and we do not know why it is happening and what is happening. Yes, it happens sometimes. You don't know why it is happening. There is no reason such things to happen. And then if something is happening, you are restless, but why you are restless? What kind of restlessness is there? You do not know. That is, the one, that is exactly what Job is saying. And here Job become panic. And when you do not know why and what, there is, there is a time that we become panic. And when we become panic, why we become panic? Not only just because we don't know why it is happening, what is happening. We become panic because we do not have a solution for what is happening. Amen. Hallelujah. Because if you have a solution, we know something, then we definitely try to fix it up by our own strength. Here, Job is saying, you have set all limits. You have set all limits. I don't know what to, how to react. How to react. I don't have a solution for it. I don't have a remedy. Sometimes we go through that in our, in our lives. What happens? We go through problems and we do not know how to fix it. We pray, we fast. We ask pastors to fast. We connect with the mighty men of God, prophets and all like that, but nothing happens. Nothing happens. We do not know what to do. But in that case, what happened? Bible says, even though all these things happened, Job never blamed God. Job never blamed God. He knew that no matter what is happening, God is in control. That's what he here he said. You set a limit for it. Remember in the chapter 1, what God said to Satan, you can have it, everything, but don't touch his life. God has set a, set a limit for everything to happen in it. And I wanted to tell you this evening that we need to get into a place, no matter what is happening, you need to lift up your hand and say, God, I trust you. God, I trust you. It may be a sickness. It may be a joblessness. It may be a financial problem. It could be a relational problem. It could be a problem, household problem in back at home. It could be an accident. It could be something that is happening, not for the situation, but in the midst of the situation, lift up your hands and say, as for me, I trust you. You are God and I know my times are in your hand. Hallelujah. My times are in your hand. Amen. I wanted to see somebody declaring as, 
as some some of you declaring that that my my times are in your hand can i give you a one minute time to everyone to declare that i know us for me i trust you you are my god and my times are in your in your hand hallelujah amen amen amen, amen. is there is there is somebody going through through a situation and you do not know what is happening and you do not know why it is happening and you do not have a solution for it but i wanted to tell you there is one good thing that you can do when you do not have control on situation know that god is in control and lift up your hands in that situation saying eyes for me i trust in you you are my god and my times are in your hands hallelujah the best remedy that you have is that when you do not know what is happening why it is happening you are you do not have any wisdom to handle it just to say simply like a child ask for me i trust in you you are my god and my times are in your hand doctor's report may not be uh, got doctor's report may not be favorable your parents reports may not be favorable your academic reports may not be favorable your friends may have left you your relationship must have been broken somewhere you lived a life that is not pleasing to god is there is a repentance to say lord i trust in you i do not know how to handle it but i trust in you you are my god and i believe that my times are in your hand hallelujah amen job was very much very much very much careful and he was saying that my times are in your hand we all know to i want to tell you one thing you know that you know that one thing that many times we as preachers as leaders we keep telling people that we should grow spiritually we should grow in prayer we should grow in fasting we should do all this thing i wanted to tell you without uh, undermining the importance of prayer fasting worship i wanted to tell you one of the greatest need of the hour in the christian's life is before anything is we need to grow in trusting god we need to grow in trusting god we have faith in god but we do not trust him we do not trust him you know we need to grow in trusting god trusting god means what no matter what is happening i'm not going to handle it by my wisdom i know my father in heaven i trust in you i trust in you many of you are a miracle miracle in india when you are living here it was not by might not by power by the spirit of god it is god controlled your steps i know that many of you can testify those who those who crossed over it could be clayd it could be anu it could be joel it could be it could be andre or it could be anybody who went back cristalia or jemima or or adeline or benita or anthony or xavier take any name you know that you personally and some of you you are in india right now like devotions or rivumbo or pamela or stuart or joshua or nayasha or anybody you take your name you all know that you do not know how you are even today surviving in india still studying in parul university but one thing i know is this that god is in control god is in control amen 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 hallelujah when the times you came when there was no no money to pay your hostel fee you had been chased out from your hostel god was still in control of your life hallelujah god made ways god made ways those who chased out chased you out from hostels welcomed you back some of you the same isaac who chased you out today you are serving in that isaac 
as employees of Parul University. Is it not good to praise God? God is in control. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So we need to we need to grow in trusting the Lord. We we most of the time we tend to ask why God when God when we do not see an expected outcome. Am I right or wrong? When we question God, when we wanted to see an, an answer. If your mind, so how you know that how you know uh, that you failed somewhere in your trusting God. I wanted to tell you, if you feel, your mind feel worn out and you feel panic and doubt, there is all possibilities that in your, you, you are not trusting God. Okay. If your mind feels worn out, you, it's no more, no more trusting God, no more concentrating on the promises of God. You are, you are having a panic situation. And you doubt God's integrity, God's faithfulness. That is a time there is a lack of trusting in God. And, and another way that is that word, no, you left something in prayer. Suppose you want to pay finances to your college or something like that fees. And you pray to God, so God bless the work of the hand of my parents so that their business, their job may flourish so that fees can come. But there was no, there was no reply from your parents. What immediately you do, we, you and me do, we immediately take the situation in our hand and we go to somebody and say, can you please lend me some money? And I want to challenge you young people. The day you take the situation in your hand, that day you are saying, I do not trust God. Most of the time we try to fix some things that God only can fix it up. And I wanted to tell you everything and anything that you fix up by your own strength that will, that will ditch you, that will fail because uh, you and me can do nothing without God. Am I talking to, the, to, to somebody? It doesn't mean that we should not do something. If you are sick, give the best treatment that you can. To get, get the best treatment you can, but trust God for healing. Don't trust the doctors for healing. You give the best healing, best treatment, but wait for the Lord for the healing. Amen. Hallelujah. That is what trusting God. Like uh, Reverend, Reverend uh, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. said once, if you ever want to learn how to trust God, allow suffering to come in your life. Suffering is a good weapon that teaches you to trust God. Most of, most of the people who came to the Lord are came not joyfully. When suffering came, they came. When I was, when I met with an accident, that is how I came into the Lord. Some of you, you may have a story. And that's why Martin Luther King said that if you ever want to learn how to trust God, allow suffering to come. Suffering, when suffering comes, we know the integrity of our faithfulness to God, integrity of our trust in God, integrity of our belief in God. I wanted to tell you, what is your reaction? What was your reaction last time when you didn't have money? Did you said, as for me, I trust in the Lord. He is my God and my times are in his hand. Job in midst of brokenness, he never, never took the hands. He never took the things in his hand. I wanted to tell you, suppose you, do you, how many of you remember Job's wife even asked him that, uh, hey man, why you are still hanging on to God? Curse him and serve the other God. I wanted to tell you, I wanted to tell you, hear me carefully. If Job would have listened to his wife or if Job would have tried to solve the to try to fix the situation by his strength. God would have failed in his in his proud saying about Job among the sons of God. Understood that? Job had the opportunity to disown God and go with his wife, saying that I curse you. I don't want you brought me to this place and put me in leprosy and all like that. I, my children are gone. Everything is gone. No, Job never did it. 
But if Job would have done it, God would have failed before the sons of man, sons of God, including the devil. I wanted to tell you why it uh, why it didn't happen because God know God knew Job very well. God knew that uh, from before he was born in his mother's womb. God know Job, and God chose. Let me tell you, listen to this. God jo chose Job for this job because he trusted Job. And in other words, I can say, God knew that Job is the right candidate for this test. Oh, come on, somebody in this evening, when you go through a problem and that's the time God is telling to the sons of God, including the devil, hey, no, Anu is the best candidate to go through this situation. Pamela is the best, can, best candidate to go through this situation. Panache is the best candidate to go through this situation. Joshua is the right candidate to go through situation. Kamalin is the right candidate to to go through situation god is having a trusting a great trust in you when you go through suffering he's saying see my child i know this child he's the right candidate she's the right candidate who will stand and say in the midst of problem as for me i trust in the lord he is my god and my times are in his hands Somebody shout hallelujah. That's why James said, when you go through trials, when you go through trials, take it all for joy. That produces, that tests your faith. Do not, do not grumble when you go through problem. Do not, do not complain when you go through problem. Do not blame church or anybody for the problem. Lift up your hands and say, as for me, I know that you are my God. You, I trust in you and my times are in your hand. You have set a limit for everything. Come on somebody. I, I, I feel today to somebody in this evening and I wanted to tell you somebody who is going through the situation and if you are going through the situation, know that you are the right candidate to go through that situation and God is watchful of you and he's in control of you. And you will come out triumphantly, victoriously in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hey, come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. That's why Bible says when you come up in a position, don't feel it as a strange thing happening to you. Many before you went through that situation. Many right now going through that situation. But God chose you to go through the situation. Feel, feel, feel proud. Thanks. Thank God. I, I feel privileged that you, you chose me to go through this situation. You chose me to go through this uh, persecution. You chose me to go to in the midst of this problem. Instead of asking why and when, I will lift up my hands like David and say, I trust in you. I you are my God, and I know my times are in your hand. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Can God trust you like he trusted Job? Can you trust, can God trust you as he, as he trusted Job? You remember when a caterpillar transformed into cocoon and cocoon to butterfly and you know the process that it happens and you know and he sometimes if you know when the beautiful butterfly has to come and it struggles through coming out in the cocoon and you know when it breaks open the cocoon the shell and while shell breaking up the shell that is the time the fluid of the cocoon that spread its into the body that is the time the wings will spread that is the time the strength in the wings come but if you try to break the cocoon and allow the butterfly to come up you may help it your intentions are good because the the butterfly is struggling to come out from cocoon the shell and you may help him help that butterfly but what, what will happen you know that cocoon, that butterfly will never be strong and never fly and I wanted to tell you somebody this thing. When most of the time I am judged for it. I was in need, but you are not there. I always say, when God is working in you, I do not want it to be an 
obstacle. When God deals, let him deal. Where God says to me to go, I will go. Why I am saying you know so? God, it like a butterfly. God allows you to break the shells of shells of uh, tribulations and pain that suffering that you are going through. By that. You will stretch out your wings. Those who wait in the Lord will be like an eagle. They are bound upon strength and they will soar high. God expects you to break the shell of the sufferings that you go through. And because God chosen you as the right candidate to go through that situation. And when you come out, you will be strong enough to fly. And you will be the beautiful butterfly of God that is soared high. In Jesus name. Am I talking to you this evening? Somebody say hallelujah. And somebody say thank God. That through that cocoon experiences. That I have gone through. Some, some days. Thank God for the. The, sh that's, uh, the confinement. By which I had gone through. And thank God for the spirit of God. Who helped me. To come out of that situation. And another man. Who was as the same thing of understanding was the Moses. Another example is Moses because you remember the life of Moses. Moses started well. Moses when he was born, though Pharaoh ordered to kill everybody but Moses in the three months of time Moses lived with his mother and after three months he, he was shifted to the palace and his uh, the, the, the princess of the palace become the foster mother of uh, of uh, the, the, the uh, uh, Moses, but the biological mother took care of uh, Moses. But I wanted to tell you, 40 years of age, when he became 40, he found, he, though, though he lived in the Egyptian palace with Pharaoh, his heart was with uh, his people of Israel. And one day he tried to save, one day he tried to save Israelites and he killed an Egyptian. And that day what happened? All on a sudden the one who was somebody become nobody. All on a sudden. The one who become somebody was nobody. And then you know one third of his life he lived in a hiding place. 40 years he lived in the desert wasting his life. He thought it is a wasting of his life. He could have been, it could have been his thought. Oh, just because I killed an Egyptian, I have to live, live a life in hiding. But you know what thing? But at his 80 years, in 80 years, everybody stopped their career. Moses began his career. <laughs> you know that? 60 years in India is retirement age. Your dad will retire in two more years. But uh, God, God started the career of Moses at the age of 80. God is in control. I wanted to tell you. God chosen at the 80 years of age Moses for a big assignment. You know, a man for of 40 years lived in hiding in a desert, fearing king, fearing army, and run away at the 80 years of age. God picks him, picks him up for a great mission. There is a time in your life when God will see you. See, you, know, you know, and that's what, what was the 40 years? The first 40 years, he was somebody. But the 40 years next, he was nobody. You understood that? I am nothing. I wanted to tell you, there's a time in your life, it will come, God, God will see that, how God will see that you are ready. The day you finally surrender your will to God, you are ready to for God. You know, Moses tried in his strength, but God never used him. But the day Moses surrendered his strength, God fixed him up. Are you listening to me this evening? The day Amen. you surrender yourself, that would be the day God will use you. As long as you try to bark on your own strength, you keep, you portray yourself as a great worshiper, great preacher, God is not interested in you. The day you say that, Lord, I surrender to you, 
that day God will use you. When the day you surrender your agenda, your plan, your skill, your 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 talents, you know. Today morning I was saying, you know, some of you you have a gift of singing, you have a gift of preaching, you have a gift of leadership. But if you bang on that and you think that you, there is nobody greater than you, God is not interested in your leadership. God is not interested in your skill and talent. But the day you give that skill, talent and leadership in the hands of God, God will, and you humble yourself, that day God will use you and then through you and through your skill, God will be glorified. The same skill that you are proud about when you surrender that skill to God, God will glorify himself in you and then through the skill that you have, then through the talent that you have. You know, I wanted to tell you somebody this evening, if you want to see that God use you, surrender yourself to God. And then comes a time then you will hear only the voice of God and no other voices matters. You can hear many voices. You know, you can hear the voice of God. You can hear the enemy's voice. You can hear, you hear many other people's voice. And you can hear your own voices. You know, four kind of voices we hear in this world. God's voice, enemy's voice, people's voice, own voice. But when you trust God, you will only concentrating on the voice of God. Jesus said, I do see, I do things what my father does. I listen to what my father says and I do it. And I wanted to tell you this evening, you need to listen to his voice. The day you surrender your, yourself, you will only matter. You will only matter. The only thing that matters to you will be the voice of God. I wanted to tell you, don't, you may be 80 or 20 or you may be 82 and 100. There is a time that is a his time. He makes all things beautiful. Hallelujah. God is not limited with age. You can be 20, but you, when you, in the age of 20, when you surrender yourself, you will be the mighty, wonderful weapon in the hands of God. You will be a chosen vessel in the hands of God. I know my time's time is short, but I want to complete this message today. Moses could feel that he wasted his eight years of life but uh, that was the beginning of his beginning. I wanted to tell you, I wanted to tell you, uh, God picked him up in at that age. 40, at the age of 40, he tried to be a savior for his people, but God don't use. And that's what I say always, uh, evangelists and people, let we make our gospel very simple. Don't try to be the savior, just give the gospel. Many of us, what is the problem? We try to be the savior. There is only one who is the savior. His name is Jesus Christ. We need to simply give the gospel. And we start with the gospel. How? Many times, many of the time we start with the gospel. How you know? If you don't believe in Jesus, you will go to hell. <laughs> that is not the beginning of the beginning of the gospel. The beginning of the gospel is God so loved, the, loved you. You do not. You need. You need to tell them that no matter what you have done, God loves you. But what is the gospel? What we give? Oh, you lived a disobedient life, and if you don't trust in God, Jesus, you will go to hell. Hell is the last resort for a person. But sometimes in the gospel, we make it as the first opening opening statement. If you do not believe in Jesus, you will go to hell. And we portray a wrong interpretation of the gospel. And I wanted to tell you, make a gospel as much as simple it could be. Don't make it complicated. Don't make it complicated. His gospel is very simple. What is that? God loved you and he paid the price that you could not pay. If you believe in him, you have eternal life. That's all simple message. Simple message. That, that don't, don't make a, no, and don't try to be a savior. Don't try to be a savior. Savior is Jesus Christ. I wanted to tell you. And I wanted to tell you here. And when, 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 when Moses thought that he can be a savior at the age of 40, what you, God did you know? Devotion. God sent him to the school of learning in the desert. 
<laughs> if you try to do something in your own strength god will send you and me into the school of learning in the desert where you will be hiding you will have nobody to help you and you will be thinking that oh everything is over i wanted to tell you now another man his name is paul you know paul a greatest leader a church planter two and two third of the books of the new testament epistles are written by him strongest witness for the lord but uh, not started by himself before receiving jesus christ he was a persecutor of churches i don't see any any record that record of beat uh, paul by himself persecuting any church but he was a overseer of persecution he was he was looking after implementation of the order of the king to see that christians were persecuted but what happened when he had a damascus experiences god blinded him god blinded him he stuck paul and blinded blinded him and then he become a servant of god i wanted to say wanted to tell somebody here if you run away from god and if you try to fix your life by your own strength it could be possible like paul god will strike you god will blind you so that god can use you why because ultimately god will not leave you until his purpose is finished in you am i talking to somebody if you read acts chapter 9 10 to 16 acts chapter 9 10 to 16 in when ananias was sent to pray for ananias was sent to pray for paul one of the last word in 16 it says that i have chosen him to suffer for me the person who used to put suffering into christian's life become a vessel chosen vessel for suffering i wanted to tell you paul was chosen to suffer and when god chooses us when we become a chosen vessel we are clearly in the hands of god like i tell you if you are a clay it is not the clay decides what it should be but the potter decides what it should be the clay simply is put on the wheels and it springs the clay doesn't say that what i want it to be the potter designs the potter determines the designation and designs of that item the same way when you and me are chosen and god is our potter he designs and he determines what we should be and here it says in the book of acts chapter 9 10 to 16 in 16 he says paul was chosen for suffering paul was chosen for suffering i want to tell you job was chosen for suffering moses was chosen to lead paul was chosen to suffer but moses was chose to lead but moses had to go through suffering for 40 years before become a leader oh come on somebody i feel preaching to somebody today evening you want to be a preacher you want to be a leader god will allow you to go through the school of learning of affliction so that you know that uh, God is in control of your life. Moses had 40 years of crash course learning in the wilderness to trust God. God allows waiting and nurturing before he uses people. You cannot start something oh because I have a good voice I want to worship God. No, God allows you to mature. God allows you to nurture. God sees whether you surrendered it to you. because of a good voice you can be a singer but because of a surrendered voice only worship can come if you boast on your voice you are a singer but you humble because you are talented that will be worship to god hallelujah just because you have a good voice doesn't mean that you can be a worshipper of god a rough voice like me can also be a worship of god because god doesn't sees the symphonies of your voices your chords god sees the heart of you that doesn't mean that we should be disorganized we should be organized but we cannot be we cannot boast on our skills if god chosen you god chosen you as a vessel for yourself himself the truth is if you are a child of god you are chosen to suffer somebody say that i am a child of god i'm chosen to suffer but one thing is good to you you know as i said every suffering when you go through know that god has chosen you as the right candidate to go through that situation 
because our times are in the hands of God. When you are not recognized, I wanted to ask you, some of them, many people have problem in the churches, mainly in the problem in the churches. Why? When you are not recognized, you have, if suppose, suppose sometimes, I don't know whether it happened to you, if, but uh, you, you sing well, but you, you, you dress well, you know, you dress well, your dresses are good, you know, and you are not appreciated or you are not recognized. People think like that. Oh, that when I went to the church, nobody recognized me. Nobody appreciated me. And what they do? They leave. They leave that company. Leave, leave, that, leave, that, leave that church. Leave that group of people. We get, we, when we sung well, we don't get the credit. We don't get the credit. We do not get appreciated. What happens? They leave the church. What is your response for that? I wanted to tell you, nobody is supposed to work for God or nobody is supposed to be faithful to God with a desire to get appreciation or credit. Nobody. Because he is my God. Because he is my God. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not looking for appreciation. I'm not looking for credit. Anu, why you worship God? I worship God because it is the primary primary thing of my life. It's a very primary thing of my life. Primary thing of is my life is God. Okay. What why you worship Melissa? Why you worship God? Uh because uh he's my Lord and personal savior. He's because he said yeah, he's my personal savior. He's your personal savior. Okay. Why you worship God? Uh, God, Rivimbo, why you worship God? Ben, why you worship God? Hello, Dad. Yes. What uh, you, why you worship God? Uh, praise, the, praise the Lord Church. Uh, we worship so that to win the presence of God. Yes. Okay. Okay. Much, not taking much time. Whatever you said, it is a purpose for my existence, Joshua T.C. Okay, I agree with all of you. But one thing you know, me, most of us, we worship God because he heals my sickness. He is my savior. He is my God. He is my provision maker. But I wanted to tell you the primary reason why we worship God is because he is God. Expecting all the things is the rightful thing because his character he heals he provides he cares that is his that is his attribute but why we worship god because he is god i want to i want to see that psu change the perspective of worship is not singing not the skill we worship god because he is god and that's why I should come with reverence. That's why I dress well. That's why I speak well. That's why I sing well. Not for any skill or talent. Let us pierce you and every worshiper change the purpose of worship. Saying, God, I worship you because you are God Almighty. Every church needs to change the perspective of worship. The worship is not the song that we sing, the music that we play, because we stand in the presence of God. If God can ask Moses, or remove your sandal, you are standing in the holy place, then the worshiper, that one who comes to the church, or the one who lives as a Christian, he should know how to talk, how to dress, how to speak, how to promote God. You need to know that he is my God, so I worship him. Not because he heals me. Not because he is my savior. Yes, it is. But the primary is that what? He is my God. A revolution needs to come in our worship. Individual worship. In our corporate worship. Not because, just because he is my savior. Absolutely. But who is this savior? He is my God. He is my God. My God deserves more than what we are giving today. We have somewhere undermined my our God, saying that my God likes this, like this. We debate on what all to be done. If you are worshiping God, there will not be no debate, no, no reservation. You will worship 
if Moses can be asked to remove the chap sandal where you are standing holy, then when you come into the name of the Lord, two or three, there is the presence of God. You should know how to talk. You should know how to dress. You should know how to dance. You should do know how to perform all things you should know because my God is a God. It's a God who is supreme power. Oh, come on, somebody. Don't limit God with your understanding. Don't limit your God with your understanding. When we dance for the king, when we dance for the Lord in the church, do we dance with our skills or do the spirit promotes you to dance for you? Your shaking of legs, your dancing is promoted by spirit or promoted by the flesh? The singing that is promoted by the spirit or promoted by the flesh? The dressing is promoted by the flesh or promoted by the spirit. Come on, we should worship him because he is our God. Not only is my God, but he is also my loving father. Hallelujah. No matter how loving you are to your father, you will never go, you will never abuse in front of your father. Do you? I don't think so. You never use an abusive word before your father. You never, you never go naked until, unless you are a small child, you be naked. But today you are grown up. You will no, never go to your father's presence naked. The same way, we need to give reverence to God. I am closing here. In times of trouble, in his hand, we are safe, my dear children. In his hands, we are safe. Can we... Can we worship him? Because he's my God. He's my savior. He's my He's my everything. That is absolutely true. Absolutely true. I can be a dad without being a dad to you. Many of you call me dad, but is it really you mean that I am dad to you? Many of you call me dad, but very few have that relationship in the heart. Because as international students and African students, you have a habit of calling every pastor, every pastors or every spiritual leader, dad or papa. Sometimes in the group, I become, I get confused whom you are addressing. Sometimes some people call me papa, some people call me dad and the father of the family is also called papa. Dad, so I do not know who is dad and who is papa. <laughs> you know? Then I look, I scroll down, up and down to know, is it talking about uh, uh, Moody or me? Is it talking about Ben or me? No, but uh, that should be our thing. You call the heavenly father, your dad is my God. He's my God. The ultimate thing is this. I not only he is my savior, he is just not my peace. He is just not my say, just not my provision maker. He is not my righteousness. He is not just a healer. He is my God. I need to come before. I wanted to challenge you today, this understanding. Worship God because he is God. You remember the Ten Commandments. What is the first commandment? I am God. No other one. No other than me. There is no other God. He never said, I am your healer. So worship me. He never said, I am your peace. Worship me. What he said? When Moses said, what I will say, who sent you? He said, go and say that my healer sent you. No. He said, send him, tell him. What devotion? What he said? I am who I am. What is who is who? I am who I am. Anu? It's the God. The, 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 our heavenly father. Uh, he is my father, but he is my king. He is, the, he, is the, he is the dad. You know, a prince cannot tell uh, his dad, a king, dad in the palace. He will always say, your honor, your honor. Yeah, he will say that you are king. But in the bedroom, in their personal time, the king, the children will, will always call them dad. The same way in the worship, when we come together, though he is our dad, but we need to worship him, reverend him as he is the heavenly father. What is the reason of your worship? He is God. And, and I want to tell you, David, in midst of all enemies, every problems come. He lifted up his hand and he says what? As for me, I trust in you. You are my God. 
my times are in your hand. Today evening, I want to tell you what a blessing to know your times, your days, your future, your services, all are in the hands of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Your job is in the hands of God. Your future is in the hands of God. Your proposed, your coming marriages will be in the hands of God. Your relationships are in the hands of God. Your studies are in the hands of God. Somebody today evening say, my times are in the hands of God. My times are in the hands of God. And also I wanted to challenge somebody today. You try to fix up your life by your own strength. You try to end, enter into a relationship because that girl is looking good or boy is looking good, but God is not pleased with it. You know, anything and everything that you try to orchestrate and you try to fix it up, that will all fail. The day you say that I trust in you, heaven and earth will pass away. What is word shall never pass away. He never leave you, never forsake This evening, the last Sunday of the month of June, I wanted to encourage someone. You tried best to fix up things. You took loans. You took, you, you are living in debts. You are living in debts, you know, because you tried to fix up your own self. Debts are, debts are self-orchestrated strength. You try to fix up the problem with debt. But when you allow, why? Because you found that it is getting delayed. God is slow. But I want if God is slow. He will never be late. He will be right in time, right in place. He will be there. This evening, I encourage you. What is that you try to fix up, fix it up by your own strength? What is that thing that you, you are talking about? you are boasting about and what is the, that, that thing that uh, you are struggling, whatever struggles you have, whatever pain you are going through, whatever sickness that you are going through, whatever, whatever kind of abandonment you are feeling, whatever kind of rejection and anxiousness or depression you are feeling, bring it to the throne of grace today and say to the Lord, as, as David says, I'm surrounded, surrounded by my enemies and troubles are banging on me. But as for me, I will lift up my hands and say, I trust in you. You are my God and my times are in you. I give you the next 60 seconds so that you can surrender all that is good and all that is bad unto him and say, as for me, you are God. Trust in you and my times 60 seconds for you surrendering to God surrendering
and to say, as for me, as for me, you are my God and I will trust in you. My times are in you. I pray that God take out that burdens from them. If there is anybody who is restless in the name of Jesus, I speak peace into their life. If there is anybody who is sick, going through some pain, going through the suffering in Jesus name by the stripes of Jesus, let there be healing. Right now, God, if there are some people, those who have a sleepless nights, uh, nightmares and fear coming out in the name of Jesus, I speak for grant them sweet sleep, oh master, no fear. You have not given them spirit of fear. I pray that God, they may fear you only and that fear of reverence, oh master. There is somebody struggling with finances. I pray that God, you make way for them. But in all this, through these things, let them worship you let them adore you let them reverence let them give reverence to you because you are their god you alone is worthy thank you for healing thank you for peace thank you for rest thank you for comfort coming into the lives of your children so that they can say my times are good in jesus name.